Hello and welcome to another episode of 10,000 Hours. I'm Grant Spanier. And I'm Vince Kochi. And you are listening to episode 135. Excellent episode, Vince. We're going to skip all that rhyming with the that hoopla. episode number. I'm yeah. over it, Vince. We're, we're, I think it's, it's, it's distracting. We're, get, we're getting exactly. to the nectar. We want to get to the good stuff. No more BS. We're being more intentional about it. That's You know what? That's what we talked about this week. We talked about intentionality. We talked about meditation. And it was a, a way of talking about chaos. Chaos indeed. Uh, with the lovely uh, Francois, Francois Chartrand, uh, a.k.a. Frank. But let's call him Francois. Let's call him Francois because we, we came to that agreement. In the episode, actually. And Francois and I actually shook on it, uh, because Francois was in studio in L.A. uh, with me, and we called you in, and uh, yeah, it was great to to have him in person. A real treat. Oh, no doubt. And Francois is uniquely, uniquely equipped to speak about chaos and meditation because he works as a product designer at Headspace. Headspace being the or one of the leading meditation and mindfulness applications in the world yeah it's it's an excellent app actually something i used uh for a while and am a big fan of so it, it was awesome to get his perspective and hear about what they're up to and how they like to think about mindfulness and health and especially in in our current age of consumption and and social media a really excellent conversation with friends absolutely Another excellent application or brand uh, is Squarespace. Uh, Shouts out to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. It is a product I use frequently, uh, whether it's personal sites or let's say the 10,000 hour site, which is built on Squarespace or uh, client or friend sites. I'm, I'm constantly recommending people use it. It's such an easy way to build a beautiful website. I, I truly can't recommend it enough. Agreed. Uh, super intuitive. And when we're talking about balance and, and intentionality, removing clutter is a big way to achieve that, and that's what Squarespace does. It, it's super intuitive. Truly. And if you want 10% off uh, your website, go ahead and use the code 10,000 hours. That's 10000 HOURS, 10,000 hours. Exactly. So thank you, Squarespace, for your product and for patronizing the show. And thank you, Francois Chartrand, for joining us for a very mindful conversation. And and thank you, listeners, as always, for listening. Hope you enjoy episode 135, Chaos. are becoming increasingly more chaotic it seems or maybe they're not i don't know um okay hey, don't waste all the anti-hypotheticals we need <laughs> yeah. those for the show anti-hype vince oh hey grant i have a question for you uh awesome i'm ready Give me, uh, you know, give it to me. I got an answer, I hope. Like, just go for it? Yeah, please. Now I'm nervous. I don't know. I <laughs> I came out swinging. Uh, it was a little bit hot. Now I need to... <sighs> okay, Vince. Could you tell me what, uh, what are you working on? What are you putting your time into lately? Well, I'm glad that you asked, Grant. Um, I've been... Pretty busy. We're wrapping up the last bits. We're ready to go live with television commercial pretty soon. Also had a wedding this weekend. I was best man. That meant I wrote a best man speech, uh, which was fun. And besides that, I've been trying to kick around a few personal projects when timing was right. Uh, And I'm excited to jump back into it. I have a pretty blank fall, so I'll be being as productive as possible. Blank fall. That sounds lovely. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it kind of. It also sounds scary oh. if you misinterpret the words. But mm. uh, I've got a similar question for you, Grant. In fact, it's the exact same question. And I've got the same exact answer. I've got a oh. blank fall. <laughs> That'll be cool. Yeah. Uh, what are you working on? What are you putting your time into recently? Uh, mostly music videos. I, I'm currently, you know, I think that was my answer last time as well, but I am 
in pre-production and post-production on several videos. Got a shoot coming up this weekend and next week. Uh, so I've been diving deeper and deeper into that world. Mostly video stuff right now. Cool. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, it, it's good. It's good. The only thing I'm realizing is that I am unimportant in relation to an artist's schedule and my schedule doesn't mean shit. <laughs> so so uh, learning to be flexible in that uh, has been a challenge, but you know, it's, it's going well. I dare say we're going to come back to uh, the essence of that statement later on in this episode, but I don't want to tip our hands too much. We I'm a chronic never, hand tipper. We would never want to tip our hand. That would be uh, blasphemy. <laughs> well, Vince. This is exciting, Grant. Yeah, I know, more exciting for you because you're sitting right across from me. I could, I could touch the man if I wanted. I'm my... Oh, wow. We're doing a little bit of a finger dance, just uh, an inch or two away from each other. Uh, My envy grows ever deeper. <laughs> yeah, so we've got, uh, we've got our guest in studio today uh, in Los Angeles, and we're calling Mr. Vince in from Minneapolis. Uh, I've been super excited to have this guy on, especially because uh, I'm a user, or at least I was a user, of, uh, of the product he's currently working on. Um, and I'm a huge fan of that product, and he seems like a, a lovely dude. Uh, and aforementioned dude is Francois Chartrand, uh, who is a product designer at Headspace and is sitting uh, about a foot and a half from me right now. Welcome to the show, Francois. Hey, thanks. Happy to be here. How'd I do, Vince? Oh, you did excellently. And now let me parlay that into what I love to do, which is to ask the guest, I call it doing the honors. <laughs> Francois, what are you working on recently? What are you putting your time into? I'm so glad you asked. Uh, I couldn't, couldn't have predicted that one. <laughs> it, yeah, I mean, I, I've been working on Headspace for for the better part of, of a year, I guess like a, y- a year and three months or so. Um, I think in the creative kind of profession, um, we have a tendency to like kind of go overboard and work on a lot of things and maybe like spiral a bit out of control. And that's something I've definitely done in the past. Uh, so I'm really trying to just focus on kind of the one project and just be really, really awesome at it. Um, and I guess just like trying to live healthy and be a better partner and things like that. That's great. Uh, that's even on a a recent episode, we were talking about some of that focus with Sean West and, uh, I'm coming around to the idea of it. Um, for, for the uninitiated, could you tell people what headspace is? Sure. Uh, yeah, Headspace is a uh, primarily mobile app. Uh, we're, we call ourselves the world's most popular meditation app. Uh, we focus on, on a lot of different topics like stress, anxiety, sleep, um, anger, all types of stuff. We've got a, we've got a bunch of different content to kind of help you um, guide through your life from, you know, from kind of birth to death. Birth to death, all the way. Yeah, I was, uh, as I said, I was using it for a while. Mostly I was doing this, the Take 10, mm-hmm. just like a 10-minute guided meditation every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I found that once I started getting deeper into yoga, mm-hmm. I kind of waned myself off of it. Not that I needed to, but uh, yeah, huge fan of the product and the design of it and the content is phenomenal. Really good stuff. Cool. Thanks. Yeah, I can't. I can't take all the credit for it. We've got a no, Francois. No, team. no. We know it was all you. It's okay, man. You don't need to be so. Before humble. we started recording, you said explicitly you do take all the credit for it. <laughs> wow. Well, so this is good. This is good because uh, as it so happens, we've purposely selected a topic today that we, we drew one out of the on. hat. The topic hat that we famously <laughs> right. used to choose our topics. Um, and we're talking about chaos today. It's a popular concept because it's just a reality for so many people who are either entrepreneurial or pursue creative paths. And something that I think I've gleaned from reading about Headspace, I'm not a user myself, not yet at least, um, Mm. is that it's, um, well, maybe you will educate me on this, Francois, because I feel like meditation in some ways is attempting to shelter oneself from chaos, but perhaps I've got that completely wrong. Maybe it's embracing chaos. Maybe it has nothing to do with the idea. So perhaps a place to start would to be to ask you, Francois, what do you think about the relationship between 
meditation and chaos. I mean, I think one of the things you said was was wrong, and one of the things you said was right. Um, being that meditation is sort of like helping you accept things for what they are, and kind of identify them, and and give you some skills that kind of help you navigate through life, whether that be a moment of chaos or a moment of of stress or right, whatever it might be. Um, yeah. What was so? What was wrong? Oh, that I, that uh, that meditation could be used got to, it, to got shelter it, got oneself. It. I, I just love when Vince is wrong. It gives me a special kind of joy. <laughs> uh, so I, I just really wanted to emphasize I mean, that. I think that's the that's the biggest misconception. I think we you know we hear that a lot when we do like user research and testing and um, yeah, we're we're working on on mm-hmm. flipping that. That's great. I mean, I I've uh, I've just scribbled down here. I've I feel like I've there are a lot of um, a lot of high achieving, high ambition people. And it sometimes feels like meditation is used as like this, this, uh, proof. It's like competitive enlightenment. It's like (laughs) I meditate, therefore (laughs) I am better than. Yeah. I think some of the audience that, uh, especially in in the Western world, that's like getting into meditation is these high achievers. Mm -hmm. People who want to like like sleep less and drink Soylent and like kind of maximize every waking hour I think, you know, that's, that's fine. Some people are like type A's that mm-hmm. way. That's like not really me, but, um, yeah, that is, that's definitely like a, a core, like user of, of headspace mm. or of meditation. Mm. <laughs> Those meditators, man, they're trouble. <laughs> I, I've also noticed a bit of a trend in, um, in the business world where kind of these like big business leaders who have maybe, uh, maybe like run social networks or run like, like big kind of high earning profitable companies who um who are sort of like leaning toward the world of health and wellness and, and meditation and i'm just wondering if if maybe they're like trying to make amends with mm. with some of the some of the dirty oh, dirty deeds s- some done. of the work they're doing <laughs> sure 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 that's yeah. fair <laughs> uh I, I have to imagine that would be a chaotic position too uh Man, like perhaps that's why people run to that. It gives it. I mean, I, I find yoga to be something that I'm like. It's become uh, become such an integral part of like me processing anything. I, I guess any. So wait, I'm, I'm actually just curious with meditation. How how do we define that? Could that be almost any sort of like ongoing like mindfulness practice? Yeah, I think. I mean, I think what Headspace does best is uh, like mindfulness training. Hmm. Um, where you will get sort of moments of, of relaxation. I think like, relaxation is a, a side effect of meditation. Mm. Um, but I think the, the mindfulness training part is, is kind of the, the, the big like mm-hmm. key. I think that's like, especially for me, that's been super, super helpful. Mm-hmm. Just being aware. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And, uh, yeah, just being aware being okay with how things are going or like accepting, yeah, accepting or like taking a second to process what's like, what's actually going on and how, you know, mm-hmm. a couple paths you might take to deal with, with that. Um, and another sort of big piece is, um, like intent mm. and like sort of living life with intent. Um, you know, in my, I'm 30 now, but in my, in my early twenties, I think, yeah, like I mentioned, I had the tendency to take on a lot and like, you know, do a dozen projects at a time. If somebody wanted to like start a band, it'd be like, yeah, down, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Somebody wanted to like make a zine. Yeah. Let's, let's do it. You know, I'm like, what are we going to do a hundred copies? Yeah. Let's, let's like commit to doing a hundred copies of the zine and then like do everything. And that that's taken time to, to like undo in yeah. my mind. Um, but for sure, like, like mindfulness and meditation has been helpful in, in, uh, steering me, steering me a little bit to like make sure the shit that I'm doing is um is like meaningful and like what I actually want to do not mm-hmm. something that I feel like I've gotten sort of pressured into doing mm. or like go through life making decisions not feeling like life is a series of events that happened to me yeah yeah no that's that's interesting so it's sort of uh I mean self-awareness was a huge huge focus for us what was that seasons one and two yeah and then where do we go, Vince? We ha- we haven't revisited the old uh, the old arcs, the, the pyramid of self realization. Yeah, uh, I think that was the, that was the next period, right? 
Yeah, self. No, well, wait. But then which one was we we dug into self definition? Yes. And then next, I think, is self-loathing eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, that's how he's sort of like running a, a low running frequency <laughs> all, all along the way. Uh, so what you said, though, uh, Francois, about intent, mm-hmm. when we talk about chaos, intention is a great chaos fighting tool. And not that I should continue to bring up this adversarial relationship with chaos, because to some people, chaos is very much a type of kinetic fuel. They they mm-hmm. ride the wave of chaos, and that's how they are successful. But it means different things to different people. And I think intent is a great safeguard against future chaos. At least that's what I've experienced, because I'm not the most organized person. So setting up routines and, and rituals, and also just kind of knowing what I'm trying to achieve at either is, it's like benchmark goals or just generally mm-hmm. in life, it inures me against a lot of random chaos that can happen in my life. I feel like that is something that's true of a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Totally. I mean, I was just having this discussion the other day with uh, with my manager at work, and we we're we we're talking about how um, you know, we look at our at our desks, and they're all like very clean. We might have like our mouse and a pen and paper or something on the desk, and and sort of wishing like you know that we were a little bit more. A uh, little, little bit more like Steve Jobsy with like you know the the mounds of paper and just like shit everywhere and like mm-hmm. you know really thriving on that on that stuff all around you and getting inspired by you know everything up on the walls and um, you know it was just like a sort of a, a a little little chat we had but some people are like that some people are are yeah they thrive on the on the chaos of it I feel like those people typically tend to want to live in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think there's balances. I, I'm somewhat type A, and mm-hmm. I, I think I, you know there's a balance within me too, but I do kind of feel like I have a low-grade like OCD, yeah. and I've found that embracing some of the messiness has been really helpful psychologically and for a lot of my work too. But I would say, Grant, that you're like from what I've noticed, you seem to be like living with intent. Mm. I think cool. Um, seems like everything you do sort of follows. Like is like maybe it's branching off a little bit, but it's mm-hmm. like part of the same tree. I mean, mm-hmm. example this this podcast, you DJ, um, you do music videos, photography. Um, you know, you've got a, a fancy website. Yeah, all thank you. I do have a fancy it. website. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, 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 I'm impressed. Cool. I cool. Think that's it, nice. Right. I'm glad that that's, uh, that's connecting because I, I do feel like I'm living with intent, but it, it's interesting. Uh, sometimes I, I, perhaps that's why something like headspace can be helpful or, mm-hmm. you know, having people to talk to about things, you know, having an outside perspective on what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're so close to it. It's, yeah. it's hard to see the through line. Um, what, what do you feel like, the through line is for you. I, I mean, it's not, that's maybe hard to like mm-hmm. put into like a mission statement, but, or, or how have you seen that evolve? Uh, you, uh, you, you were talking about being coming more focused, mm-hmm. like paring things down, it, but is it about minimalism? Is it about, or what is your intent at this current state? I mean, it seems like yeah. Headspace is a, a noble product to be working on. Yeah, I think, I mean, one of the reasons why why I I chose to apply for a job at Headspace and accepted accepted a job there um, versus like you know there's a bunch of other interesting places where a, a designer could apply their skills. Um, I think was really like the company's mission of bringing health and happiness to the world, hmm. and um, I feel like you know the past maybe five years of my life. Uh, myself and like people around me have been like deeply affected by issues of mental health. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, it just kind of landed like really well where I was like, yeah, that's like, I can really align myself with that. And it's going to be like pretty easy to get up every day and just like deliver and do, you know, just be the best designer that I can be for like for the product, for the users. Mm-hmm. Um, that does give yeah. you an extra feel, doesn't it? I mean, it's, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's hard to, at this point in time, imagine like a place I'd rather be. Uh, and that's maybe what's like keeping me from like taking on a bunch of other side projects. Mm-hmm. And I guess I'd, I'd just rather, um, this piece, a little piece of the intent thing. Um, I'd rather just be like 
legendary for doing something really well mm-hmm. uh, rather than than spreading myself I mean, thin. I mean, that exact sentiment was was expressed by Sean West on our last episode. <laughs> what, was it not, Vince? I mean, it, the, his new book, Overlap, which used the offer code 10,000. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> uh, right. No, it, it's been a bit of a, a reoccurring theme. Yeah, I mean. This, yeah. I mean, this balancing act. This it's because dichotomy. of the chaos we're yeah. living in. I mean, it, it, it is because of, you know, our attention, the amount of information we can process, and our need or our hardwiring to d- define people and put them into categories, it Absolutely. forces us to, I mean, I, I am definitely feeling the pressure to at least, um, if not, you know, not do as many things, but to only, only display some of that. It's, um, it's interesting though, because I feel like even though the, the voices we've had on our show have gravitated toward that, concept of using a specialization or at, at least it like something that is truest to yourself to cut through the chaos to shine like a like a lighthouse beacon kind of but i think there is a fair amount of opinion out there that i've read and encountered through other podcasts or just in in the cultural zeitgeist that you can be a chaos wielder and mm. and use all of and use this kind of melting pot of talents that's going on in the internet sphere and use that to your advantage and be that type of person too. Now, I think the fact that different people have different philosophies on the matter speaks to the fact that we're still kind of in a frontier, Mm. how to best define oneself. Uh, But I think multi-hyphenate theory exists for a reason. And, And people gravitate toward that definition of themselves not not just because it's fashionable, but I think also because it's true of a lot of people that they can't they can't nail down one thing that they're best at because they can't nail down one thing that they're most interested in. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm on board with that. I mean, that makes me feel better certainly. And I, I'm maybe then I'm I'm rationalizing reverse rationalizing that you know I think it kind of depends on where I'm at even with projects or things and when things get particularly chaotic or stressful then uh, my first thought is, ah, I'm doing too much and I'm doing a like bad job by doing too much. But when things are going well, it's like, ah, uh, yes, of course, I need to do all the things. This is the best decision I could have possibly made. I'm incredible. That's, that's balance in action though, right? Uh, maybe, maybe you disagree, Francois, but I feel like that is, that's natural. When we're in control, we want to expand. And when we're out of control, we want to contract. But yeah. finding a balance between them is really where the sweet spot is, right? Yeah, I, I agree. I think um, this, the old the old adage of uh, the grass is always greener mm. um, is it kind of rings true here. Um, yeah, I mean it, it's tempting when you see people do all types of cool things, and um, you know they seem to be doing like a career, and they're also um, doing all these. I don't know, like. I, I, no, I'm just stumped. What are they doing? What are people? Doing yeah, what there? are people doing? <laughs> they're they're running a, a cafe on the weekends, yeah. and they're like running a marathon running on the weeknights. Running a marathon <laughs> on the weeknights, yeah. And you're just wondering, like, where where did they find the energy, and and how are they doing it all? And um, yeah, I mean, and also just realizing that like maybe you don't need to be like everyone else. Maybe mm-hmm. Like you can just be you. And that's that's cool. the most powerful thing, right? I mean, it, <laughs> what what kind of matters is that you're healthy and happy or at least approaching it maybe or you or know try, or maybe just trying to be yeah, here, yeah 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 what is the answer to happiness francois come on oh, man. <laughs> I, I wish i knew if you know don't on. hold on on us please <laughs> um i think there therein lies an interesting question though francois yeah. do you think that chaos is antithetical to happiness do you think those two are at odds or do you think that happiness can exist within chaos well you, you set that one up for me yeah i think i think <laughs> happiness can can exist within chaos for sure and i think um the kind of times we're living in right now is, is a great example of that yeah i mean controlled chaos is definitely i i oftentimes am thinking about any of our topics or our things through the lens of being a director just because that's like my main work it seems and also one of the more interesting like things uh like groups it's like a mini culture you know it's like startup-esque mm-hmm. and it's it's like contained and um that definitely requires elements of chaos um 
but if anything gets too far out of the guardrails, you know, it really can go, go out of control. I, I feel yeah. the same way in my life, you know, in general, it's like I, my body can physically only take, like my brain can only take so yeah. much chaos. And I guess yeah. when I think of chaos, I kind of think of, I am, I'm equating it to stress. Cause I do think chaos, at least for me, chaos mm-hmm. is stressful, but a certain level amount of stress is required to, Totally you know, it's like friction. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think great things come from stress, um, and and sort of like knowing where you land on that chaos. The chaos, chaos spectrum. Spectrum. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't want to. Maybe, say maybe it. we can do. It. Maybe we can get a nice visual and show notes of the chaos spectrum, um, yeah, as no, illustrated by maybe Francois can do it for us. <laughs> yeah, just like knowing. <laughs> well, what, I, there's a gr- there's a great point there though, because chaos is it's truly necessary in part because. To me, chaos is often a a mass of inputs, and it's. I mean, it's also a mass of outputs. But I think when I think of chaotic situations, uh, immediately being that I'm the representative of nine to five culture in this podcast right now, at least, um, I think periods of upheaval within our agency have been instrumental in learning how to react in the future. And setting up emergency systems and emergency uh, rituals and learning from the mistakes that are inherent in chaos to improve the way that we do things in the future. I think when things go too smoothly for too long, Hmm. that's when stagnation becomes a a possible Mm -hmm. problem. Mm. Okay. I I was just thinking about like the system of filtering. Like that's what a benefit of yoga to me, or it seems like mindfulness meditation can be is that it allows you to better assess what's coming in and just become a better filter for whatever types of energy. I think what I'm hearing you say then Vince is that if you, but if you're not throwing anything, anything chaotic through the filter, it's going to get soft and you're you're not putting any inputs in there. There's no energy. So you're not really, you're not really filtering anything. That's ex- yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I'm getting at. I'm interested if Francois has another pushback for me, which hey, I welcome. Uh, <laughs> but I, I would love to hear his thoughts on that same thing. Uh, it, yeah, just from what, what you're saying, what's coming to mind, which I guess shouldn't come as a surprise because I, I work in, in the world of design, is, um, is are you guys familiar with the design sprint? Yeah, yeah, certainly. Um, so... I feel like the design sprint is kind of a contained chaos situation where, yeah, like if you go to work Monday to Friday and you you do, you know, water cooler talk, coffee, um, you you do the work for the day, you you clock out and you come back the next day and do it again. You can for sure get stagnant. And I've, you know, I've seen it in people, I've seen it in myself, but um, yeah, you've got to, I think you've got to stimulate that, Mm -hmm. that kind of like chaos within the boundaries Mm. and, and that can, hopefully lead to like just some cool stuff happening, innovation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's uh, yeah. You need, you need a little, a little stress, a little push to, mm-hmm. to kind of achieve, achieve more, I think. Yeah. I guess we're, we're kind of talking about ebbs and flows and maybe mm-hmm. like rise and fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, man. Chaos. It, it makes a lot of sense in that, not to not to bring up too much of an Eastern sort of philosophy, but that that like order balance can't exist without imbalance, right? And so even within balance, there needs to be balance. Yeah, you got to know both. Yeah, mm. and, and to appreciate the balance, and then you, or the imbalance, yeah. and then you can ascend and self actualize. <laughs> wait, wait, wait now. <laughs> so I don't usually throw things back to offline conversations mm-hmm. or, or pre pre record button conversations, but we actually did a test run by you of a topic that we were thinking initially that you sort of shied away from for good reason. We could, do you care, uh, Francois, to speak to uh, the reason why uh, we initially pitched. Zen at the word as a topic, but you were a little reluctant. So I'm, I'm interested to hear what about that term makes you not gravitate toward it specifically. I think it's, I think it's the obvious topic. I think it, Mm. you know, when people think of meditation, they, they think of, 
you know, a, a monk sitting on top of a mountain who's totally enlightened and super zened out and, and just like one with the universe. And that's, I mean, at Headspace, I think that's, that's kind of what we're trying to like demystify and kind of make meditation accessible for just like the average person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't mind talking about Zen with you guys or on this podcast, but it's just not um, the direction we see meditation heading um, as far as like, yeah, yeah, where we're trying to push it. I think that's reasonable. Um, and I, I think, although it's like a, like the first thing you think of, I think it's almost a turnoff for, Mm -hmm. for people who aren't already, um, leaning in that direction who aren't already like into yoga or into other. There's the same sort of stigma with yoga is that it needs to be practiced in like tight fitting clothes in a studio. You know, you don't need a temple to practice meditation. Totally. And it, it also, I feel like just talking about Zen kind of does the opposite of what meditation is, is supposed to do, which like, like just putting Zen out there kind of sets expectations Mm. and you know, it's, it's, famously said uh, it's meditation practice not meditation perfect Ooh. Uh, so it's yeah it, quote it, him on that one <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna make yeah. a poster and yeah. attribute that quote to you yeah, you ever heard that one before? you know i i i'm seeing exactly what you mean well i shouldn't speak too soon yeah uh but i think i see what you mean zen has sort of a finality to it it's yeah. it's kind of like the Achieved, idea of achieving yeah. nir- nirvana that yeah. that sort of very tired tropish interpretation of meditation where the word meditation just suggests ongoing forever to me like is integrated part of your life instead of a state you're hoping to achieve Mm -hmm. totally and you know i think when you compare what we're doing with some other products on the market or like um most like meditation studios that you could walk into i think we've we've drawn like a pretty hard line in the sand saying like we're not gonna be that and we you know we're gonna be um, ourselves will be headspace and we'll, you know, make sure that, um, we're differentiated. Um, and that, you know, we, we provide sort of a, a bit of a more modern approach to, to like such old practices. Mm. I think it's been going pretty good. Nice. It's been going good. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe maybe that's something to talk about. I don't know how deep you want to get into, uh, especially for fear of angering your employer. But sure. but no, I think it's interesting. Startups, uh, companies, organizations are naturally chaotic places, or at least places where people come together, and oftentimes chaos ensues. Uh, do you feel like you guys have any sort of systems or practices, or maybe even just values? I, you're clearly a values-driven or intent-driven company. But what does uh, what does that look like at Headspace, like in the organization? I mean, I, when you talk about like rituals, I think, like one thing we do is we meditate as a team, like optionally, uh, twice a day, and that I find is very helpful. And you know, I don't make it to each and every meditation because um, even you know, even for someone who works in the world of wellness, mm-hmm. um, that's you know, that's still a challenge. Um, I find that's nice. It kind of like level sets everybody. Um, before like bigger meetings where we're, you know, we might be like very critical of, of some design work or, you know, critical of, of some features that we've launched. Uh, we will do like a short sort of pre-meeting meditation. Um, it sounds like maybe a bit awkward and like, you know, in the beginning it it is, um, but it's, it's quite nice. Hmm. And, um, I think it kind of pauses you for a sec and stops you from like, you know, being an asshole if you're having a bad day mm-hmm. or something. Totally. Let's the steam out. Yeah. That's, I mean, almost, if not meditation, anything that allows you to let some of the steam out mm-hmm. and like reassess your mm-hmm. current scenario and make yeah. you aware of yourself yeah. is. And aware of like, others too, just yeah. like to think um, what, you know, what someone was maybe trying to achieve and like, were they, you know, did they work? Um, did they work really late last night on this thing that they're showing us today? And if I like tear it down, without really considering that stuff like you know that does that look bad on me Mm. and are we really going to get to the best possible outcome for this project um if if we approach it that way Mm. 
It sounds like uh, Vince. Maybe you guys should employ this uh, strategy over at the agency. <laughs> well, the, the, cl- <laughs> the classic toxic agency uh, culture. Right? I mean, I, I, I've, <laughs> no, I, yeah. I would I would say far from toxic Lovely. agency okay, culture, okay, of course. Okay. But uh, it's that's not to say that we're not in a period of chaos. I think we are. We're growing really fast, and uh, but we're also not growing fast enough. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of new faces. There's a lot of random workspaces being turned into emergency offices and uh they're we're riding the wave a bit and so uh i think i i like to i i hate actually i'm all over the place here but i I hate the idea that meditation is only a luxury Mm, right because i i feel like that is often like we don't have time to sit around and do nothing and think about all that we have to do and it's it's tough, especially in a deadline-driven environment, to make that case for meditation, uh, and f- and for taking a moment when we don't barely have moments to take to proofread things before they're due, let alone think about holistically where we're going and where we're where we've been. Uh, but I think, in my own opinion, it's it's not a luxury at all. It's it's actually quite vital. I would agree, and I think. Um, you know, just taking like 10 minutes to, uh, to meditate or just to to take a break. I mean, it it could be just an activity that you, that you find, um, helps you clear your mind a little bit, just going for a walk, um, or any other kind of activity that, uh, that helps you. Um, that will probably make you like a, like stronger employee, uh, better at the, like the next task that you're trying to do, whether that's like proofread or come up with a creative concept. Mm -hmm. I mean, you guys are, are both creative guys. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've come up with quite a few thoughts in the shower. So you certainly know, just like that. You get that spark. All my best yeah. State yeah. change. Any yeah. sort of state change activity is yeah. productive. I mean, and I've definitely come around on the idea of like unproductive productivity. You know, <laughs> it's, it's so, so vital. Oof. You know, we, and we talked a bit about, um, stepping back just about like the, sort of the things that we do at Headspace in the office. And, you know, though we are a meditation app and we, we do meditate as a team and that type of thing, uh, we do have, you know, retreats that are, are you know, obviously like meditation focused. Um, that's that's like not to say that we are not extremely hardworking. Hmm. You know, I think we're, um, I think we, we know like when to take a break and like everyone there is, is a pretty self-aware person. Um, but that's not to say that it's like a, a like lazy, chilled out yeah, workplace. Yeah, you know? yeah. I think a lot of people might get that idea. Um, Fair, but yeah, that's yeah. maybe a stigma too that goes along with like it. I mean, it's like people uh, thinking it's like hippie kind of like yeah. yoga, <laughs> meditation, <laughs> like, just like people asking me, you know, losers. Like, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I'll get people ask me, you know, like that, that sounds so nice, you know, like it just is bag yeah. chairs <laughs> like, and uh, <laughs> it is nice. We, we've got the beanbag chairs and we've got yeah. some, some, some perks that, you know, that are, that are like meditation related, but, um, that, you know, it's still, it's still a workplace and it's still, uh, we still got a really, really ambitious, uh, mission and a, a lot of work ahead of us. I think, you know, I think we're just getting started. Hmm. Well, what a what a nice, I would say like um, a kind of a bow on that part of the conversation. Yeah, I was, I was thinking uh, it was like a nice little down ramp. You know what I mean? Yeah. Into like a, a little leveling off. Yeah, a plateau, a, a plateau, <laughs> a good in, plateau. In the conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, plateaus are nice because otherwise you're just going uphill the whole time. Right. State change. Here we are again. We're finding that equilibrium. <laughs> balance and actually in many ways vince this part of the show is sort of our meditation it really it 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 is i mean no no memes it actually is it's a chance for us to take a break from the more focused conversation of the rest of the show and talk about something a little lighter in fact this week we're talking about lighter fare specifically uh in the term uh use of the term towards snacking now if you're not familiar Francois we take a break from the conversation to do an off-topic topic each week and this week we're talking about your favorite on-the-go snacks are you a snack eater Francois oh man I I really used to be Mm. um I mean 
Here we go. I guess He's anti-snacks. <laughs> Great. <laughs> anti-snacks. No, I, I, I like snacks. Um, I've, just, I've just been trying to uh, eat better and be more healthy. So, like, I snacked on the ride out here today because I knew I'd be in the car mm-hmm. for an hour uh, driving from Santa Monica to, where are we, Hollywood? West Hollywood. Yeah, Franklin Village, Beachwood. My address oh. is two. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I can see the Hollywood sign. <laughs> the listeners, here. grab okay. a pen. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, so I grabbed I grabbed uh, a little baggie of almonds and uh, so, but Z, yeah, you're, you're, yeah. are you implying that snacking is not healthy? No, I, I it's not, it doesn't have to be exclusive yeah. from healthy. No. I, I the reason that I was interested in talking about this was a friend of the show, Jonathan Rodriguez, who we haven't had on yet, but we will, right, Vince? We better have him on. We'll have him on. Uh, but he turned me onto these banana coconut bites. Have you had them? No, I haven't. I've been. They're not sponsoring. Hopefully, they will sponsor the show. But, Shout out to Barnana. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I'm really digging them. And uh, I've, in general, I'm trying to like s- snack instead of just do the big meal. So I yeah. feel like I'm going the opposite way. Yeah. Although I, I think I'm done all right on it. But I'm always on the hunt for for like good, decent snacks. Although it's hard for me to tell what is actually healthy. The packaging these days it implies health. I don't. <laughs> you never know. Yes, <laughs> that's. I mean, that couldn't be more true. Like the blend of like high protein, high caloric bars and what are supposed to be like health mindful bars are completely overlapped and spiraled and Man. a lot of it's just it's a dangerous you know, game. packaged candy. I, I was hope I mean I only brought up the topic I was hoping to get some recommendations. We got okay, almonds. <laughs> almonds are a <laughs> go to um some green apple slices. Okay. I had I had a little a little Ziploc bag of green apples on my way here. That's nice. Um but yeah, I, I get what you're saying about the bars. Do you have Do you have like a bespoke like lunchbox? I could see you seem you seem like a very stylish <laughs> I, man. Like I could see you just having a really, like a snack container. I, I do have a lunchbox in my locker, but it keeps a bunch of uh, keeps a bunch of like pencils and pens and yeah, like sketching yeah. things. Oh wait, you're serious. I'm serious. Oh, yeah. okay. You do have a locker. I have a locker at, at my office. Oh yeah, my goodness! Space. I thought you were di- like I thought you were digging fully <laughs> into we the bed. Like, like, no, it's like, true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. Believe it or not. Wow, amazing. Okay. <laughs> what, is your lunchbox like the, you know, working on the Empire State Building <laughs> lunch pail tackle box type style, or is it like, does it have like? Hong Kong Fui or right. Speed Racer on so it. So my lunchbox is, uh, it's made of, of steel. It's called the Miner's Lunchbox. Um, it's a little bit of a, nice. a hat tip to uh, where I grew up, which is a little town called Sudbury in Ontario, Canada. Love um, it. A nickel mining town. So I kind of keep it around as a little memento to uh, remind myself where where i came from amazing <laughs> i love i love that that's really i mean that's cool vin where, where are you at on snacks i like does the is the office uh stocking those up are you bringing your own i'm a degenerate snacker i snack all I the time so, and, yeah. and just bad stuff i eat all sorts of bad snacks yeah i'm, I'm, um, I'm here trying I love to chips Sorry, you know i love ahead. sweets i love you know i love elaborate snacks like i think a great snack is like combos you guys remember combos? Yeah, They're like ne- never gas got station snack. They're like a pretzel. They kind of scared stuffed. me, to be honest. No, the vi- oh, the I visual mean, of them chemicals. is a scary. Like, <laughs> it, they kind of look like a like a. You know, I guess I was going to say combined foods. Yeah, which is thus the name. But but then also <laughs> it looks like it, it looked like it was at one time a bigger thing that they shrunk down, like through some <laughs> scientific process. Yeah. yeah, there's probably there's a lot of preservatives in those sort of foods. You know, I I don't have I don't have that healthy of a lifestyle, and I don't have that health mindful of a lifestyle. But I I like to indulge, and snacks are a great I way to it. do that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm over here trying to trying to act all healthy, full LA. But um, I got to tell you guys, he's got Cheeto mo- dust on mo- his fingers. Moment of weakness. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, my my kryptonite is uh, for sure just chips. Nice. The chips, man. You gotta, I, don't, I can't even buy them. You know, I can't even keep them in the house. Yeah. They're, you know, the, the whole bags. We're, we're going down the whole it's bag. It's a dangerous game. There. You know what? Actually, I'm, I'm just realizing something. I, I, I need something crunchy in general. I'm just like, I'm so, I'm very chill. I'm yeah. very like high energy. And uh, something crunchy really helps. I, I started getting, I felt like such a dad. I started getting the like snack pack things, like the like <laughs> hun, like the little mini bags of like pretzels and stuff. Just yeah. the only yeah. way to stop myself. Yeah. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta set boundaries and uh, you, should, yeah. you should try um, 
cucumber slices. Respect. <laughs> uh, but, but then also at a certain point, if, if it's over, if it's too much control, then yeah. I feel like it's, yeah. you know, yeah. I, what, I, what I found too is I do kind of have a sweet tooth, but if I get things that like I can't possibly eat high quantities of, yeah. well, I mean, I could possibly, but like if I have like gelato mm-hmm. in the freezer, mm-hmm. I would, I only need a couple of bites and right. I'm like satiated. Yeah. Same yeah. with, uh, what I do a lot of times and on set, I do this a lot, but just like Jolly Ranchers mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I can't like just destroy them and I can only eat maybe three and then I'm like, okay. I imagine <laughs> the, uh, the set life is kind of conducive to, to like yeah. not, not the healthiest true. habits. True. Although to be fair, I am actually not on set that much, especially I'm pretty early in my directing career. And also as a director, I'm just like on set the least of any person. <laughs> it's like so ironic. I mean, I'm pretty much just cause it's only my set really. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah, when you do get on set, I, well, something I think is important to me, honestly, almost selfishly, cause when I'm doing craft service or just like talking about it, getting it or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, it's like having healthy stuff is so much better. just the energy wise of crew. Right. If you get, I've been on some crappy food sets and it's just like such an energy drop. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're on long days, man. A little less crash. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I get that. But I don't know. Keep, keep, you keep coming back to it though. It's like a, it's a a salt. Yeah. Salt Salt. factor. Salt to get you. Salt and sugar. Yeah. The body craves it. That's, that's really where we, the downfall lies is that our bodies don't want what's best for them. They often yeah, crave these yeah. bad things. You know, I, I think where, where I've found the balance, I guess this goes, sorry, we were going, we were going oh, light, no. but we're going, well back. Timed, I'm, please, I'm, I'm going please. back to chaos. Um, wow. He's doing it for us. Is, um, I've been trying to like, just eat really, really well, like almost to a point where I annoy myself throughout mm. the week. Um, and then on the weekends, I just like, don't care. You know, nice. I will go, I'll Give have you know, some... massive burrito and like, no, problem you know just Love the whole it. thing that sounds um, good right now yeah honestly ebb and flow i mean that really is what it is it, but, but it's just having some discipline or some sense of control over it yeah. or i guess finding control within the within the chaos <laughs> yeah i mean there's like a there's a cliche like a, a painful cliche but it's appropriate here where it's like everything in moderation especially moderation mm-hmm. like uh, I, I mean it's an agonizing cliche but it's it, good it has so application to this particular conversation because again if you if you regiment if you're so intent if you're so intentional I should say mm-hmm. and so mindful all the time it, it can just be cloistering totally yeah and I mean, if we're not having fun living, what are we doing here? You know, kind of, yeah. It's like you got to make true. sure there's a little little fun factor to life. Definitely, yeah. I I think uh, I I've come around on this. I so I I have I have three tattoos. Mm-hmm. This one I got maybe two years ago. It says Memento Mori. A little bit uh, a little bit intense. It's you know like remember mm-hmm. your mortality. And then uh, a few months ago, probably six eight months ago, I got this one. Mm-hmm. It says chill. <laughs> Because I was like, nice. I was feeling very yeah. chill. I got, I got this with a yeah. friend of mine. We're both very, two chill guys. Yeah. And, uh, and then recently, I, I was feeling so overwhelmed by just like, you know, dates changing, people upsetting me, just take, taking it all so seriously. Yeah. I, I got this one sort of to mirror the memento mori. It just says, whatever. <laughs> and, and I just it's wrote great. it. On, and this has been so helpful for me, just like letting go, you know. Yeah. I, I, I think we're all... Uh, people who care deeply, I, th- I think it seems, you know, and uh, when you care a lot, sometimes you can really get yourself into trouble, but just like giving yourself a license yeah. to just let go sometimes is, I mean, truly helpful. Totally. I mean, I, I even find, um, yeah, that's the thing that, that you constantly have to keep in check. Cause if you're, if you're like too passionate and too aggressive about it, then, you know, you might upset some people mm-hmm. or if you're too passive then you will also upset some people yeah or you won't get anything done that yeah, you want to yeah. get done <laughs> hey great point and on that note i'm going to force myself into this conversation again and oh demand a couple of answers to two questions mm-hmm. uh not actually we would love though for you to give your thoughts on a pair of questions that we like to we, use we could good to cop wrap bad cop him <laughs> okay all right i like it so i'm gonna be good cop and wait give no no chance. no you were bad cop you you had identified yourself as bad cop i was gonna be the nice one i'm here i'm with feet. him <laughs> come on you don't even hear all right so so you get to go- do the first question though then because that's the good cop question 
Uh, yes, I love this. Uh, Francois, uh, uh, if, uh, how could 10,000 Hours listeners uh, support you? <clears throat> Let me take, take that from the top. Francois, how could our <laughs> listeners support you? <laughs> how could they support me? Yeah. Um, well, if they've made it this far into the episode, that is, that's a good sign. I'd be it pretty is, happy yeah. about that. Um, I guess as a pertains to what I'm working on today, I would say just like give the Headspace app a download totally. and uh, check mm-hmm. it out. Because there's a, uh, I think the Take 10, all that stuff is like free, yeah, right? Yeah, the, the basics are free. Yeah, I would um, strongly recommend yeah. it. It's check, like check such it a good, it's such a, I would challenge people even to try it for a week mm-hmm. and just, just to see, even totally. if you don't, it doesn't even, I think it's just such a helpful exercise. Totally. Yeah. If, I mean, who knows? You, you might notice a little change in yourself. Maybe, maybe someone will say, uh, Hey, you seem like uh, you, you got, what's, what's you're your, not such what's an your asshole today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah for, I'm downloading it right now in that case. Um, <laughs> so great answer. We'll show notes that for sure. Now the bad cop gets to ask oh the question. High pressure. So nervous. If you would like our listeners to take one thing away from your time on the show, Francois, what would you want that to be? Um, make sure that you are not wasting your time with the very little time that we have. Mm. Um, you know, you could, could be, uh, with the tension in North Korea right now. You just don't know if you'll wake up tomorrow. Mm. Um, so, Make sure that you're like getting the most out of the day. Oof. That I mean, that got quite heavy that, there at the end, right but wrister. it's also true. That's a memento mori right wrister. But yeah, it, it, I mean, that's the opportunity, right? Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Uh, I th- I think that's a, it can be such an empowering. In the same way yeah. that we talk about meditation, any of these things are empowering because they make you aware, and then that awareness is power because then mm. you have choice to do something with it. Mm. I think it's a, it's an exciting prospect to be alive. It is. We're yeah. It's an interesting time for sure. As, uh, uh, well, hey, <laughs> Francois, I have to say this was it was a, a really lovely conversation. Not only because it it spoke to a lot of the things that I was hoping to hear about meditation, and but it also it also taught me a lot about my own perspectives on meditation, and I think though they weren't the critical or tropish ways that some people think of meditation, they were just unrefined. They were undefined even. Mm. And so thank you personally for shedding some inner light on that. And, uh, and thanks for being generous with your time and joining us. So, yeah, no problem. Yeah. Was, thank uh, you. It was great. Great conversation. Vince, you want to double bad cop him or is that a yep. good cop question? <laughs> Should we no. combo? Should we do the lukewarm cop? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll passive aggressive cop. <laughs> yeah. So, Francois, what yeah. you'd know if you watched the show, maybe you do, maybe you don't, is that we sign the show off with a saying of ours it's ship it. Mm-hmm. And if you could give us a Francois Chartrand ship it, that would be that would be awesome. Can I give you two? I'll allow it. Ship it. Ship it!